Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with... Paulette Stout, or at least I think that's Paulette Stout, my co-host. She's in disguise. <laughs> and I also have co-host Jake Mirval in the studio with us as well from Pear Tree Ranch today. Great to have you guys both here at the same time. Nice to be lovely, back. Lovely um, attire, Paulette. Lovely mask you have on. Um, we are social distancing as far apart as we can here on camera. And um, when we're not speaking, we're um, wearing our proper N95 masks, right? And uh, yes, I know we're going through a very difficult time, but we're going to try to keep you positive and cheerful by having a uh, interesting and fun show. We're going to have Dr. Lewis Cadena on the next segment. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, breeding and new foals and uh, Paulette in her, what was that, Wonder Woman? (laughs) (laughs) Wearing Wonder Woman costume because you have to wear a Wonder Woman costume to foal. Yes. Did you know that? I didn't Next know that, time actually. You fall, we expect you to wear one. <laughs> Send video. <laughs> We're going to start off with some news, and then later on in the show, we have Linda Pirelli uh, on the show with us, and uh, it'll be pretty interesting. We'll talk a little bit about some of the things you can do while you're stuck at home and you can't go to any horse shows, or there's no three day eventing, and there's no jumping, and there's not very much of anything. So, this is a really good time to work on your horsemanship skills with your horse and maybe play some games. Paulette mm-hmm. and I were talking about playing some games mm-hmm. and, uh, and all kinds of uh, <clears throat> interesting stuff you could be doing when you're at home. So we're going to do that too. But let's start off with some news. Trainer Bob Baffert is going to send three-year-old Colt Thousand Words to Hot Springs this week for the Oak Lawn Stakes. It's all a little bit weird because the Kentucky Derby is now in September. Um, I thought today how cool it would be if a thousand words won the Kentucky Derby and we could say a picture is worth a thousand words. words. (laughs) (laughs) The picture of him crossing the finish line, right? Uh, Of course, that has been rescheduled and uh, be an interesting year to see how all that plays out. Steve Haskin mentioned on the show a couple weeks ago how odd that's going to be. Um, And it really is. I'm not sure how they're going to do the Preakness and the Mm -hmm. Belmont and, and then do the Derby. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Two-time Olympic gold medalist BZ Madden announced on April 2nd that Darry Lou has been sold to Jennifer Gates. Imagine that. Bill Gates' daughter. Price. I would like to know. It didn't say. <laughs> <laughs> that may be Googleable. Someone Google that. Uh, Madden initially planned to vie for a spot for the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games, and Darry Lou was under contract to be sold after the Games. Now that the Games are postponed... Um, could you please turn your phone off? What the hell's going on? <laughs> I keep thinking someone's calling me. <laughs> Leave me alone. No, it's her phone. <laughs> Would you stop dinging? 
<coughs> Madden uh, announced earlier this year that the 2020 Games would be the last time that she chased a team spot, planning to focus on developing young talent, horse and rider, in the future. Uh, she's been very lucky to have Darry Lou in her life and will always cherish the incredible moments that they shared. Uh, and she can't thank Ab Abigail Waxner enough uh, also for making it all possible. So it'll be interesting to watch uh, Jennifer move on with Darry Lou and see what happens there in the future. But we wish them uh, all the best of luck as Darry Lou joins the Evergate Stables team. Uh, they, the Gates have actually uh, admired this horse for, for a very long time, as long as the horse has been with Beezy. So um, it'll be sad not to see Beezy and Derry Lou at the Olympics, but we'll be excited to, uh, to see what the future brings. So something interesting that I was studying a little bit this week was what happens if people contract coronavirus at the barn and are people likely to get sued for that? And I thought it was very interesting because it was a big focus in the horse news about how barn owners might be failing to respond to any uh, COVID-19 concerns. And then I got to thinking, you know, this is me personally, of course. I think being outdoors and around horses is the best possible place that you could actually be. Um, I think mm -hmm. outdoors, uh, you're safer probably than you are anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, but it did, it did cross my mind and I saw that there was a, a number of articles about it and whether or not the trainer or barn owner could be liable if a worker or a, a person who keeps their horse there contracted the COVID-19 while they were on their property. So apparently it's a gray area for insurance companies and it's something that you should check out very carefully with your insurance company if you're carrying on uh, as normal which I think personally you should be able to uh, carry on mm -hmm. training and, and feeding and all of those mm -hmm. things that you do outdoors mm -hmm. mostly. Horses, horses got to eat and drink so. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you've got a couple of hundred horses in your barn how are you going to manage that all on your own? Um, but I do think it is something you should check out with your insurance company to make sure that you do have coverage because apparently it is a gray area because it's not something that we've experienced before. You can um, still do social distancing. Yes. The other thing I read that was rather interesting for um, people who are training normally, who are having students, let's say you normally have 20 students a week and now you're not having any or you're only having one or two maybe come, it would be worth contacting your insurance company there as well because your insurance may be covering a certain number of people being on premises or a certain number of people that you're training, teaching or or riding with. And if you're not, that could be a place that you could make some adjustments and save some money while you're not making as much money perhaps. So these were just interesting things um, that I I learned about and thought I should share with all of you as, as horse owners, things to look into. Uh, to be uh, aware of in this very strange time that we're in. Yeah, and does everybody feel like it's a very yeah, strange very time? Very strange. Strangest ever. Officials in Thailand have reported two further outbreaks of the deadly African horse sickness in their country with the official death uh, toll at 57. However, media in Thailand report that the toll is actually well over 100 and the original notification to the World Organization of Animal Health, which was dated March 27th, only reported 62 cases and 42 deaths. Um, this is obviously a concern to horse owners. Um, it's a, it is a very serious sickness for horses to get. Um, it's endemic in sub-Saharan Africa and is spread by biting midges. 
Mm. Uh, horses are considered most acceptable with nearly 90% dying if infected. It kills roughly half of infected mules and only 10% of donkeys for some reason. They must be tougher. However, infected African donkeys and mules rarely show signs of the disease. So um, authorities in Thailand are clamping down on horse movements in a bid to contain this disease. Um, the Federation says anyone who sees any illicit movement of horses or has a sick horse should immediately phone the livestock hotline, which you can actually Google. I'd give you the number bit. It's an overseas number, and most of you don't have enough time to write it down because I just got the finger. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have to know that. One last thing. A filly foal has been born into the herd of Hartman's Mountain Zebra, or Zebra as we would say in England, at Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. Mm. Isn't that cool? The foal was born to first-time mother Heidi on March 21st. She was born as part of a species survival plan program which I think is pretty cool. The new filly does not yet have a name, or at least it didn't when this article was written. Got to go to break. Going to come back with Dr. Luis Cadena from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and talk a little bit about breeding and foaling. Stay with us on The Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back 
on the Horse Talk Show presented this hour by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my co-hosts, Paulette Stout and Jake Beerbaum. And we are going to be chatting now to Dr. Luis Cadena from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Just recently, Paulette's uh, delivered a couple of foals and um, she's had a, a pretty interesting and uh, exciting time with all of that and been sharing that with us on social media. And um, she's actually recently been through some interesting veterinary procedures and had thought it'd be a very good idea if we chatted to her veterinarian uh, during these couple of segments. So we have Dr. Luis Cadena. Dr. Cadena, it's nice to have you with us back on the show. Thank you, Luis. Uh, good afternoon to everyone. Good afternoon, Jake and Paulette. Yes, lovely to have you here. And uh, I know it's a it's a very strange time when we were in the break. You were talking a little bit about trying to stay away from clients. And uh, (laughs) it's this is a a very strange time for everybody. I know for veterinarians, it must be uh, it must be complicated uh, to try to do your job and not get near anybody and uh, keep everybody safe as well. Um, But let's uh, Paulette share with us a little bit about some of the experiences that you've had recently with your uh, breeding. Well, Dr. Cadena is my main uh, veterinarian at the farm. And uh, when we started breeding last year, I wanted to do embryos. And of course, he was um, helping me do that. So we'd cycle them in. And we were fortunate enough uh, through all the work to get um, a flush with two with twins, which people don't understand. It's not, they're, they're two separate fertilizations from two separate eggs from you know, two follicles. And that being said, we did flush two embryos, and, and I had asked uh, Dr. Kadena whether these embryos would be similar in birth, and he said that it would be for the books, right, if it was the same day. And we were lucky enough that they were five hours apart. But he was a, Dr. Kadena is a huge part of the breeding program, along with everything else with the health of the horses, and we were very successful last year with um, having six embryos within thoroughbred mares. These are all thoroughbred mares that are carrying these embryos. But um, Dr. Kadena has been a, a, a very crucial part of these being live foals. Wow. So, mm-hmm. Wow. So Dr. Kadena, tell us a little bit about the procedure um, for, for this embryo transfer. Um, well, thank you, Paulette, for the for the nice words. It's certainly a, a teamwork. Paulette is <clears throat> is a, a very significant part of this process, if not uh, the most important part, because I think most of the part that that we have in this in this project was uh, done by her. But uh, certainly, it's a teamwork, including uh, myself and our, our reproduction center of Peterson and Smith in Summerfield. Uh, they're the people that they really work hard to keep this this recipient herd uh, managed, which is is a very very important part of the whole embryo project. Uh, Dr. Matthews, head of the reproduction center, and, and his team certainly do a, a superb job to have uh, good recent mares. Uh, in this case, as Paulette described, thoroughbred mares that uh, found a second. Uh, chance in life to to be good mummies and go to good places like Paulette uh, to to just take care of, of these pretty foals. Uh, but certainly, it's a, it's a teamwork, hard to to accomplish mainly by by having uh, a always available herd of, of recipient mares. We have over two hundred mares wow. that are checked 
check daily. Um, so uh, whenever our clients, uh, like uh, Paulette and Paulette's clients, uh, call us and say they want to embark in this in this long project of, of having a, a married bread uh, to uh, Optimus or, or, or Prime Stallions and, and try to accomplish a uh, pregnancy, which is obviously the first step you, you want to accomplish a pregnancy, and that um, at seven days or in some cases eight days, uh, it's flushed out of a, of a donor mare and transferred into one of our recipient mares. Hopefully we have the the success that uh, Paulette and Paulette's clients have had um, to have pretty foals deliver the following year. So it's certainly a, a teamwork and, uh, and well, luckily we have happy stories that every time the mare is bred, we, we have a, a pretty embryo and then a pretty foal come alive. Yeah. So now um, for mm-hmm. our listeners, Paulette, why, um, why, what are the benefits of using a recipient mare? Obviously, then your show mare or, or whatever well, may doesn't have to do the, yeah, the carrying. If, if some people are competing on the horses, but this mare wasn't, but it was more about being able to get more than one embryo out of the mare, more than one, and not have her carry so that she's available to trail ride, which the owner wanted to be able to do. So um, to be able to get enough foals out of them for that particular year or maybe for several years to come because they want to have a breeding herd and they also want their main thing is they have grandchildren and they're all growing up and they want to be able to have a um, baby for each of the grandchildren so to be able to do that you know and and they're having a lot of grandchildren <laughs> and they're all being born in the next this last year or two so so these babies will when when the babies and the babies are growing up they'll be able to be paired and and actually have a good family um, herd of horses that they could all ride and whether they show or drive or whatever but that's the the main intent that's nice so then they mm-hmm. can keep the mare fit trail riding yeah. and mm-hmm. whatever and the recipient yep. mare then mm-hmm. now does the recipient mare stay with you or the recipient mare stays at peterson and smith the, well we pick them up when they're ready they um dr kadina would you know when i would say i've got an ovulation he would help me set up and when they would flush and and transfer when those mares would be of, Dr. Kadena, what was it, about 35 or 45 days they would? Most, most of the time we, we have kind of a preset uh, contract uh, for our recipient mares where, where we offer the client, um, uh, once they sign for this, for this contract, uh, uh, like I said before, a, a recent mare always ready uh when we call in on time for an ovulation and so pretty much uh, uh the veterinarian that is doing the reproductive work at, at the farm um finds that the mare is coming into heat is getting bred and finds its ovulation we'll call the reproduction center and pretty much inform them there's an ovulation so seven days later uh we we transferred we flushed this mare we transferred this embryo and our contract pretty much offers the client to uh, follow up with us on a, that initial pre- pregnancy check at, at seven days post transfer, which is a 14 day embryo. And then the following uh, pregnancy check is at 21 days, which are we're looking for a viable pregnancy. That's a 21 day heartbeat pregnancy check. And uh, once we, we see that that pregnancy is, is uh, viable, we have the client decide if you they want to pick up their recipient mare um, and bring them home and manage the, the, the subsequent pregnancy checks and whatnot uh, from home, 
or they can leave their receiving merit at our facility where we just follow up with all the care uh, mm-hmm. that the horse and uh, the reproductive care uh, follows. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then the twins, that we've got one minute before we have to go to yeah. break. So, but the twins, that's unusual, right? Was that, yeah. was that an unusual occurrence? He can in, uh, in the in the reproductive uh, part of of, embryo, of breeding and embryo flushing, etc., uh, it's not that abnormal. There are some mares that tend to have uh, twin pregnancy more often than others, um, and we certainly see it quite often. And I always say it's, it's better to have two pregnancies than one, regardless if you're going to do an embryo transfer or just a pregnancy that you have to reduce one. But uh, it, it's quite often that we will have uh, twin pregnancy. And it's not that often that we have that twin pregnancy deliver in the same day as uh, wow. <laughs> I'm getting, uh, Dr. So Cadena, I'm getting the wrap-up sign from Tom Schmidt here in the studio. So we just got to go to break and we're going to come right back with you. We're going to talk about um, all these lovely little foals. So please stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. And uh, the team here and Dr. Cadena, we'll be back with you in just a few minutes. This show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. This show is brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented this hour by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my co-host in her gear, Paul Anstaft, <laughs> <laughs> and brave Jake Beerbaum just in his cowboy hat. <laughs> and joining us by phone, we still have uh, Dr. Luis Cadena with us from Peterson and Smith, and we've been talking a little bit about... Um, Paulette's uh, recent experience with, uh, with her foals and, uh, and the whole embryo transfer process, which is fascinating to me. Uh, and she said Dr. Lewis Cadena has taught her a lot. Yes. That's good. Yes. Uh, it's good when, isn't it, isn't well, it great for it, you, Dr. Cadena, when your clients have a, a really good understanding of what's going on and are able to be supportive of what you do? Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's probably one of the greatest veterinary frustrations when we when we have to deal with uh with a client or a horse owner that understands nothing of of the horse uh, world. But uh, certainly it's it's one of those things that that we just set our minds to educate, or we just run into clients that educate themselves and. And we're just part of the game and, and help uh, as, as we can and just place enjoy to, to it's, be a part of a team. It's mm-hmm. really important that you have a veterinarian, like when something's going wrong and I call <laughs> Dr. Kadena, 
I know I've got somebody on the other line that's going to really be able to help me. Because mm -hmm. there's times where things are so out of control and you've got to have that behind you that you know that when you call, you know that you've got the help on the way. And I can totally tell you that I have a lot of faith in him in, in almost every aspect from colics to the foaling to breeding to every part of the industry with the horses. I have a lot of faith in him. That is important. Um, Dr. Dana, let's talk a little bit about foaling. Um, have you foaled, Jake? I've been around it a little bit. Um, I went to, did a two-year horse management program at Michigan State, and so that was part of our process of doing full watch and being around it. Usually, most of my time is after they hit the ground with the training aspect mm -hmm. of, of things, but I have got to be around some of the collection and flushing and helping get, pretty amazing, get pregnant, isn't it? so I've been a part of that. Um, How can you ever be prepared for foaling? I, um, I have foaled a few myself and my heart um, felt like it was uh, my stomach, everything. It was, and I don't know, does that feeling ever go away when one's coming? No. <laughs> no, okay. Mm -mm. <laughs> that makes me feel a bit better because I was a nervous wreck. Um, how can we be ready uh, for foaling, Dr. Kadena? Well, uh, just said, said in a little bit exactly where you would the answer to what you ask, uh, do you ever get enough? Uh, that's my first statement. It's it's always an excitement situation for me. Even if I get that two in the morning phone call that is probably going to give me about an hour of sleep of that day, certainly an exciting uh, scenario. I don't get tired of it. I, I, I love this, this process of, of, of accomplishing a pregnancy, and then that day comes where there's a long night, and, and you just certainly... Uh, there by, by the side of your client, uh, hoping that we're going to have a healthy fall and, and go through all the steps. But um, I always tell my clients, just uh, there is never enough reading, enough video, thank God for YouTube that has <laughs> taken mm -hmm. by uh, by the hand with a lot of a lot of clients on, on educating themselves sometimes maybe too much that they know or they think they know more than we do and, and after 10 years of education but it's certainly uh, helpful a lot of times that and I always tell my clients just just when you embark in this in this trip of having a, a mare bread and then having a, a, a full deliver you do a little bit of reading do a little bit of these YouTube watching videos of, of what things to look for and it's always helpful so I always say just just try to find yourself when you embark for the first time in an uh, breeding an air to read a little bit about what's coming it's 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 a common misconception that we think nature is going to take off everything on its own yeah. and, uh, because yeah. it, it doesn't happen that way a lot of times and uh, luckily we hope that we just walk out to the barn or to the pasture and we see a, a healthy baby suckling from mom uh, but that's not the, the always the scenario and, and unfortunately I always tell uh, my clients it's it's great when we have that sign sight and uh, we see a healthy baby nursing from mom but it doesn't go always that way and, and not only is an expensive trip that you embark on when you have a mare having a, a dystocia a problem delivering the pregnancy mm -hmm. or a foal that just is born and just can't find that that mares back and starts nursing or starts suckling on the walls or just won't get up. And it's certainly a frustrating scenario for, for everybody, including us. We, we try a lot of times to explain is it's a very uh, 
one, two, three step per se. I always had this rule of thumbs that I was that was passed on by my mentor, where where we're gonna look up at a fold that is delivered within twenty to thirty minutes, and that fold is gonna be up by about an hour <clears throat> from delivery, and then at about two hours that fold should be suckling on mom, and uh, then by three hours you should have a, a placenta. Uh, after birth's passed. That's kind of the one, two, three. That's the textbook, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and the surprising part is I I, I, I spent most of my internship at the, at the reproduction center delivering falls left and right, not a lot of sleeping. Uh, seeing this, this one, two, three, almost textbook follow-up where, where the bottom line is if it doesn't go that way, most of the time you are having an issue. And I always reiterate to my clients, just just keep that in mind. If things don't go almost that way, you may be facing a problem. And a problem with a fall tends to be a cascade of bad issues and ultimately a very expensive right. bad yeah. issues. Mm-hmm. See? So you hope you get the one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Kadena, what would you have in your um, first aid kit or your your uh, cabinet for folding mirrors? What would you tell people to have on hand? Well, I always I always start by by one statement: try to to to, to set up for success. Try to set up yourself uh, in a clean environment, organized environment. Even even for us, it's sometimes some of us are try as very meticulous and organized in something. Some of us are not. But I try to to tell my clients: set yourself up for success. Just get it, get your your barn organized. Get your your hopefully a clean falling barn or a clean stall or a clean pasture if it's doable. I mean, we have, we live in sandy pasture or paddocks in Florida. That's that's a fact. But uh, just set yourself with a with a clean environment or, or, or pretty organized setting. Then I always say you 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 kind of think of what the casket of events go, and so you pretty much have a, a delivery that uh, you wanna wrap the te- the mare's tail with with bed wrap or a tail wrap, and have towels ready to, to clean that fall up and. Uh, um, clean yourself up <laughs> if you have to, to just to deal with manure or, or shavings or dirt. Uh, in that fold, folding kit, a lot of times I always recommend having um, the, the all-famous bailing twine will grab that placenta and afterbirds so you don't have a, a retained placenta. Um, you want to have an enema for that fold. Uh, it can really, really more I have a lot of clients that tell me, well, the fall has passed enough meconium. Well, how much is enough? So mm-hmm. I'll, right. always uh, a good enema is, is handy for, for making these falls um, first couple of hours more comfortable. Um, always have iodine, betadine, uh, chlorhexidine, more commonly known as Novosan solution, to deep that umbilicus uh, so we, we prevent a, a navel eel and infection of the umbilicus. Um, I typically have a good flashlight, a pair of scissors, an unfortunate uh, emergency that sometimes we have and we cannot uh, prevent that or or expect that it's going to happen unless mares tend to have it often, is a red bag. So I always say uh, have a pair of scissors, a pair of clean gloves, 
Um, some barns or farms will have an oxygen tank available. They can always get it out at our uh, facility, our practice, where they can come and, and rent an oxygen tank for for emergency cases. Um, Dr. Cadena, this segment flew by and um, we, I can't believe we're at the end of it, but we do have to stick to the, uh, to the time. But you have, you have told us a lot in a couple of segments and we really appreciate uh, your time this evening. We'd love to have you back on the show again. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. I hope everybody stays safe. Difficult Thank you. times ahead of yes. us. And uh, the very best uh, to everybody. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Yes. Stay away from your bed. <laughs> <laughs> All the best to you, Dr. Cadena from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Thank you very much. This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Putting the horse first is a lifestyle choice that we embrace in the Pirelli community. The Pirelli Savvy Club gives you the opportunity to connect with a family of like-minded horse lovers where you can ask questions, solve problems, and connect with professionals that really know how to help. You also have direct access to both Linda and Pat Pirelli. You are part of a team, a movement, a way of life. Whether your goals are simply to trail ride or to compete in the Olympics, Pirelli is the foundation for all horse-human relationships. Inside the Savvy Club, you can schedule play days, plan trail rides, create a study circle, share your stories, your tears, your successes, your joys, and get the help and support you need to grow your horsemanship. Anyone can give you a stick or a rope. We can give you a place to belong, learn, and grow. We inspire, educate, empower, and most of all, we celebrate you. When you bring your taxes to Liberty Tax, we'll handle it. No matter what you throw at us, no matter what you need, no matter what. And we're so confident we'll do a great job. You'll want to bring us your friends, your family, your loved ones, your neighbors, your co-workers. You may even want to bring us everyone in the world. But please don't. We're not staffed for that. Liberty Tax. Bring it. We'll handle it. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, your host. In studio with me, I've got a couple of co-hosts this week, both of them at the same time, Paulette Stout and Jake Beerbaum, both in the studio with us. And joining us by phone, the one and only, beautiful, talented, splendid, amazing, dear friend of mine, Linda Pirelli. And um, she's going to talk to us a little bit about what on earth are you going to do with your horse now that you're missing all these shows? <laughs> Linda, it's lovely to have you back with us. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Louisa. That's a big thing to 
to uh, like to live up to. <laughs> well, you do it very well, as everybody here uh, will uh, testify to. So um, we have a beautiful photo up here uh, of you on the screen, as well as um, a number of other things that you've sent us that we're going to be airing while we're talking. But um, we want to talk to you a little bit about some of the challenges a lot of people are having. A junior riders are, are definitely affected by this, but but everybody is uh, is affected by missing out on so many of their competitions and shows. Some of them use them to qualify for certain things. Some of them use them as stepping stones to the next level. Um, some of them are earning points towards different things. This is a very difficult time aside from the, of course, the health issues and the, the pandemic scare that we're dealing with and the economy. Uh, but on top of that, we're, we're, you know, got a lot of, of horse owners, a lot of equestrians concerned about what they should be doing uh, while they're at home more with the horse and maybe not traveling as much. I'd like to get some tips and ideas from you. Maybe her signal went out. Could be. Can you hear me? Oh, yes, yeah. there you are. Oh, gosh. Okay. She moved the Sorry. wrong way. On Stay you. still. Talk to us about some tips and ideas that you have. Um, I know you have some courses that people can do from home and uh, there's a lot of virtual things. But what are some of the things that people should be doing with their horses at home during this time where they're stuck a bit more than, than normal? Well, I think it's an interesting um, thought when you talk about shows and going to shows and competitions and those kinds of things. You know, a lot of us would use that as a reason to step up and to have a goal and to be ready for something and to keep making progress. And that's one of the bigger things that I, I think, you know, when you can't do something like that becomes a challenge because that's been the only way we can measure growth or have a reason to step up. So the things that I want to talk about are more about personal goals and personal ways to make progress where you're not just reliant on a competition. Good. I want to hear about those. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, um, when before I met Pat in 1989, 100 years ago, um, I was competing very heavily and that was always my goal was to be better next time and always have something to step up to. And then once I started um, with Pat and I, I, you know, I came to Pirelli because of a, a problem horse, I got so enamored by horsemanship and trying to be a better me that competition didn't become important anymore it was it was more about best self how can i be better and it's not that i'm against competition in any kind of way but i think you have two types of competition there's your competition about best self and there's competition where you go out and you compete against others and you get graded and scored according to that but both of them share something very important and that is that there's a feeling of growth and there's always a goal that you're stepping up to. So when we do it, um, I mean, you mentioned that, you know, we have a home study program and, um, you know, there's levels that people can step up to doing that. But even if you're not in our levels program, setting a goal for the week, the day, the month, even the year can keep you moving forward because a lot of the time we just go out there and we just ride or we just play with our horses without any specific goals and i think now more than ever especially <laughs> if you can't go to competitions 
you that becomes really important. What's your goal? Why are you doing this? Where is it heading you? You're right about that, actually, because um, I've recently had a friend of mine who does a lot of Mustang makeovers come over a, a little bit and work with this Mustang that I adopted a couple months ago. And when I know she's coming, uh, before she comes, I tell her what I want to work on with him that day. Right. And before she comes, I have a goal and I'm prepared. But I could probably, she's very good, she's wonderful, and I could probably do these things without her. But I think it's a bit like going to the gym when you don't have a trainer. You're, you don't have somebody yeah. holding you accountable and making you follow through and accomplish certain things in a certain time frame. And I feel like sometimes, especially in a situation like we're in now with the pandemic, that people kind of don't have a direction. They're all over the right. place. You know, all of a sudden, maybe they're home more, they're traveling less, maybe they're working less, maybe they're working from home. And all of a sudden, they're noticing things about their horses that they didn't notice before because they're at work all the time. And they're like, I need to do something about that. But I think having that structure and those goals, don't you think, Jake, that that? Yeah, I mean, that's a big part. Hey, Linda, it's uh, hey, Jake. It's such an important part of the, the, the program that you guys teach. And um, having come up in that, th that's the whole, a, a big part of the idea of the different levels that, that Pirelli shares is you can have a measurable thing. Can I load my horse in the trailer from 12 feet away? Now can I do it from 22? Right. Now can I do it from, it, you have these measurable goals and ways to look at even just normal everyday things and see the progress in it. It's like, can you get, I can get my horse in the trailer just fine. It's like, okay, but can you do it like this a, a, as a measurable go goal in progress? Same Steps. thing, whether it's um, mounting. I can mount my horse just fine. What about, can your horse come get you from how far away? There's all these things that you exactly. have to have that measurable thing in there. And that's a huge part about what Pat and Linda are so great about teaching people to see those measurements and break it down. Um, then you can yeah, see we, your successful you know, give, progress give, as well. Yeah, we, you know, we give you goals, you know, because a lot of um, people with horses, they're, they're into horses because it's fun. You know, I got a horse because I want to have fun and I want to relax. And then you find out, well, it's not always fun and it's not always relaxing, <laughs> you know, because the horse has other ideas. Yes. And uh, you might not have the skills that are required. And there's one thing that really separates high achievers from non-achievers or even achievers from non-achievers. And Jake's one of those. He's a high achiever kind of guy. You know, that's why he is where he is. But the non-achievers don't have goals. The achievers have goals. And a goal does not have to be, I'm going to the Olympics or I'm going to you know, make a business out of this. A goal can be as simple as some of the things that, that Jake was mentioning. You know, Can I load my horse into a trailer doing it this way? Can I pick up his feet standing on one side? Simple little goals can lead to bigger goals, but it gives you a reason to do something and it gives you a sense of satisfaction afterwards. And Linda, we are the same I'm, old, same old thing. I've got Ride to, around in circles, ride the same trail. I've got to interrupt you just for a minute, Linda. We've got to go to break, but we're going to come right back with you. We have more of Linda Pirelli, so stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be back in just a few minutes. 
This show is sponsored in part by Equisin. When visiting the horse capital of the world, you want to stay at a hotel that reminds you of what you love about Ocala, the horses. Stay tuned to this show for announcements about the renovations to be completed fall 2019 at the Equisin by following them on Facebook and Instagram at Equisin. This show is sponsored in part by Earthsong Ranch, improving and restoring health since 1998 for the health of your horses, dogs and cats with natural probiotic-based supplements, herbal dewormers, all-natural fly sprays, joint supplements, plus Earthsong Ranch is a great resource for health information. Find Earthsong Ranch on Facebook or at earthsongranch.com. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Lawson Farms. The Lawson Farms mission is simple to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Lawson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality, and teamwork. Lawson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Lawson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of old right. Yes. <laughs> Talk show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio. I've got a couple of co-hosts this week, Paulette Stout and also Jake Beerbaum from Pear Tree Ranch, not farm. Ranches are for cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> and on the phone, we have Linda Pirelli from Pirelli Natural Horsemanship. Uh, her and her husband, Pat Pirelli, of course, founded uh, incredible organization that's reached, I think, nearly 80 countries of the world. Um, a teaching system that really, if you've never owned a horse in your life, can get you started or if you're coming back into it and you really want to learn some important things. And actually, I think a week or maybe two weeks ago, I said, you know, when I was a little girl growing up in England, learning these things was just not, it just wasn't part of learning to ride. You learn how to pick your horse's feet, groom it, bathe it and get on and hopefully not fall off. And that was pretty much what you did, you know? <laughs> you learned to jump and whatever you were doing, dressage or eventing, but they really didn't, this was not a focus. Uh, this having a relationship with your horse or understanding horse behavior, horsonality as they call it, um, this was not a thing when I was a little girl. This is something that I've learned since I've moved to America and have uh, I'm fascinated by it, but I've seen it in action, and it's and it's amazing. The Pirellis have an amazing program. Um, we're actually going to be sharing some. If you're watching on Facebook, we're going to be sharing some uh, videos and photos here as we as we move along. But we're talking a little bit about goals. Um, here's Linda uh, on the ground with a beautiful horse. That's hot jazz. Oh, is that hot jazz? Mm. <laughs> hot jazz is hot. Beautiful. I was just thinking it's today, I, it's amazing to have seen that horse from a young foal to I was there when he first w was started under saddle to ride to then watching Linda take him across the country and do demos to, to you know, to see where he's at today. Amazing. Uh, now, there was a, just a picture up here on the screen of a horse free jumping. Um, Linda, that's uh, pretty amazing. He's going over a, a fairly large jump as well. 
Um, yes, that's amazing. That's Highland. That's Highland. That's Highland. Wow. Thank God I've got Jake in there. I can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I texted him today. I said, you better come in because Linda's on the show. <laughs> Is that very... Well, sent, well, that's a great plan. I sent um, some of those photos, you know, where everything's happening on the ground because in some countries, especially Italy, they're actually not allowed to ride right now because they're afraid of people getting hurt and going to the hospitals and taking up beds. Right. That they're going to need for, you know, people with the virus. And so one of the things that, you know, we really are all about is that horses are for way more than riding. You know, there's a lot that you can do on the ground. But most of us, like you were talking about your English and BHS upbringing, <laughs> it's all riding or lunging. Yes. And there's so much more that you can do on the ground to have fun with your horse as well as riding. So that's why I put some of those photos in there. It's because there's so much more you can do. There is. Yeah, we've got you free lunging here. Uh, that, that's nice to see the horse, you know, uh, obviously responding to you without, you know, being on the end of a lunge line or, or even in yeah, a halter, you know, just doing uh, you using your body. And, and he's obviously responding. Is that hot jazz? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, hot jazz. that's Linda's um, up by Pat and Linda's house there in Colorado. Um, she's got the round pen right there, and again, like like she was sharing, there's you saw some of the online the groundwork, but also this doing liberty. Now, now what is seen, this in the water? This is interesting. Uh, you see, this is a stu <laughs> one of the students, Linda, swimming uh, in the pond there. Right. This is here in Ocala. Um, oh, how fantastic! Beautiful pond there that they have. Yes, this is fantastic. She's swimming with the horse. Uh, this is the free jumping again, mm -hmm. which is you know really amazing. Uh, does it take you a long time to teach a horse to do that, Linda? Um, not really. It, you know, first of all, uh, horses can learn very quickly. It's usually the humans that take the time. <laughs> yes, that's right. To learn. And, you know, we are a horse training program, but more importantly, we're a people training program that, you know, we help people to learn what they need to know and be able to do with horses just in a very what seems like general way, but is very specific and important because it's it's a lot more than just, you know, lunging and leading. And so um, that's the whole thing that we're all about is how can we help you have a better horse life by feeling confident and savvy and competent around horses in your everyday life as well as when you're riding and doing things so that we get rid of problems. Yeah, absolutely, and and people are probably people are probably much harder to train than than horses. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> and now I see that you have some students here that are ponying uh, horses in the uh, in the arena. It looks like um, just working yes, a we pony. Were getting, we were getting creative the other day. These are two of my mastery students that are here right now, and. Um, you know, I said, sometimes, you know, when we don't have a lot to do and we, we need to get really creative, how about you pony another horse, but instead of just leading it around, try to do things where you're giving that horse goals, like to stick to you, next to you, and they've got a line on, but one day they'll do it with nothing on them, you know, like it happens at Liberty. So um, they were having fun together with that, and, you know, their horses had never done that before. So it was a big stretch for both them and their horses. You know, it's interesting that this is on because I had a thought uh, at home recently that both of my old horses, one is 35 and one is 20, almost 28, 
And I thought, oh you know, I really God. don't have time to exercise both of them, but they both are losing muscle in the rear end from not being exercised. And during the summer, I don't ride the 35-year-old at all. And I thought, what could I do to get them both some exercise? And my pasture's on a hill. It's mm. quite a, a drop-off down into the field. And I thought, you know, if I got on the 35-year-old and ponied the 28-year-old up and down that hill a few times every day and just got them jogging, mm. that would really help. That would help them, you know, keep some strength in their back end and get them get them working a little bit. So it's funny that you, you had that because I thought, you know, I don't know Sonny at 35 if he's ever ponied anybody, but he'll be fine. <laughs> Well, 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 go carefully, don't... Yeah, don't, yeah, I know, right? You know, like, yeah. Don't fall yeah. off and take yeah. up a hospital bed. <laughs> no, that's it. Like, do it with savvy. Do it with savvy. But I, I have to laugh because, you know, how many years do they subscribe to horse years? Um, like, in dogs, it's seven, right? Is it, is yes. it five for horses? Yes, I think it's sunny. I think it's like 90. I think I figured it out. He's 89 or 90, I think, in people oh years. Oh, my God. I was just having a laugh to myself. I thought, you know, well, at 90, if I'm losing a little muscle in my back end, I'd, I'd be that upset. You won't, Linda. You're, you'll be fine. <laughs> I don't think you'll ever have to worry about that. <laughs> we just got the, uh, the one-minute sign from Tom, so we are going back to break. But we have one more segment uh, with Linda Pirelli. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show with her. And actually, I think Jake knows that she... She's quite good at cooking, and I know she's got a really, really good makeup line, but we're going to run her spot again in this break because it's such a lovely spot. It makes me want to be in it. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet. We'll be right back in just a minute. Putting the horse first is a lifestyle choice that we embrace in the Pirelli community. The Pirelli Savvy Club gives you the opportunity to connect with a family of like-minded horse lovers where you can ask questions, solve problems, and connect with professionals that really know how to help. You also have direct access to both Linda and Pat Pirelli. You are part of a team, a movement, a way of life. Whether your goals are simply to trail ride or to compete in the Olympics, Pirelli is the foundation for all horse-human relationships. Inside the Savvy Club, you can schedule play days, plan trail rides, create a study circle, share your stories, your tears, your successes, your joys, and get the help and support you need to grow your horsemanship. Anyone can give you a stick or a rope. We can give you a place to belong, learn, and grow. We inspire, educate, empower, and most of all, we celebrate you. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second to none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show is brought to you in part by Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars, and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one stop shopping for all your horse needs. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. 
back on the final segment of the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet this hour. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Button in the studio with Jake Beermow and Paulette Stout. And joining us on the phone for a third segment, we have the one and only Linda Pirelli. She is popular worldwide. Her and Pat uh, have an incredible following. Uh, millions of people who appreciate their program have learned so much from them. Uh, certainly good for anybody at any level, whether you're an experienced rider or somebody that's just starting out. Jake, you came up in the program. Yeah, I got my start with, the, with those guys. I worked picking up sticks and raking leaves all the way to <laughs> traveling around the world with them and uh, got to travel the country as an instructor and trainer. I mean, they gave me, I, I have a son and a wife because of, of Pirelli. My wife, oh, wow. My wife, my wife came as a, as a student, you know, first. Oh, and, my gosh. Uh, what a whole package you get with so. the Pirellis. It's not just. I know. Don't advertise that too much. <laughs> Jane, Jane was a high achiever. I mean, he just scooted through that program. He's got a lot of natural ability and, you know, added some savvy and skills with what we teach. And, and look what he's doing today. It's, you know. It's wonderful. I know, he's co-hosting on the Horse Dog Show. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought that? <laughs> I got training as an MC for their shows, um, you know. There the, you go. Well, it worked so out. It, worked it, was, out. it was handy. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, Paulette wasn't feeling very good. Actually, she's the only friend I have who's been tested for the... Uh, <laughs> For the for the corona, um, and uh, she wasn't feeling very well. I said you better stay away just in case, just for a couple of weeks, and and she's fine. But uh, but Jake came in and filled in. He did such a great job, and here he is. We said well, you have to have a cowboy on the show from now on. <laughs> awesome, horseman. Yes, we love it. So um, Jake was talking about your cooking. <laughs> I was just sharing that, you know, pe people know Pat and Linda for the riding and the home study program and the videos and the tour, but there's so much more to what they both do. And um, we were sharing, it's like, did you know that Linda did a cooking book? Did you know that Linda has her own um, health, you know, skin product line, that there's so I much more. I didn't know that. I still want some. Maybe that, she'll send me some. Yeah, that that um, <laughs> Linda has to share with the world. That when she sees the bags under my eyes, she might. <laughs> oh, God. She might let me say, send that poor girl something. <laughs> We're going to put some of the um, photos that you emailed to me, some of the clips with some of the virtual. Um, you've got some virtual school um, school things going on and and things that members can can be part of, right? Well, you know, the biggest thing that we have is our membership to the Savvy Club. And we call it Savvy Club because it's all about having savvy, horse savvy. And it's a curriculum which, you know, is a, a bit like taking a college course online. And then we have a lot of other pieces that go with it. You know, there's a community, there's interaction, there's um, weekly member minutes, we have a Q&A, we've just launched some virtual study groups that um, people can join internationally. So it's really a, a huge online community um, where we're supporting people in their horsemanship journey, especially those who subscribe to this philosophy, you know, of, of um, using horse behavior and psychology and seeing things from the horse's point of view. Horse sense and stable thinking. <laughs> there you go. That's new, right? 
Yes, we've got quite a few new things. That's why I sent you that. Yeah, um, I see the that. study groups and, and, you know, some of the pieces that we're doing now, we, you know, some of it's going on Facebook where everybody can see it. And then some of it is being extended to the Savvy Club where it's a members only deal because, you know, that's where the community is. And people who really want it then can subscribe and get as much as they want. It's a, a huge vat of information and support. It's wonderful. And you can get the free ebook. Seven Secrets to Better Horse Behavior. That's it. If you go to Pirelli.com slash natural, uh, you can get that ebook that I, I wrote. So it really helps you look at things in a different way. You know, how, what kind of misbehaviors do you have in your horse and, and what really is the root of them? Yes, exactly. Because there always is, isn't there? A root. Always. Yep. Always, always a root. Sometimes it was yes. um, human interaction that caused it <laughs> well mostly unfortunately mostly it is because the horse was fine till we showed up <laughs> right exactly a lot of times it's the it's a people problem isn't it yeah. right so it's, how can we show up in a way that brings the best out of our horse instead of you know the worst so linda are you in ocala or are you back in colorado we are still in ocala we usually don't leave here until the last week of may um, but right now, who knows? Who knows what's <laughs> going to happen, here right? for a little bit longer. Not a bad place to be, really. No, it, it's not a bad place to be. And actually, I was going to say, if you if you you guys are sticking around uh, for a little bit, what we might try and do when all this social distancing is over is maybe try and come out to the farm with the camera and and, uh, and get you guys together, you know, with some maybe some Super. people riding Love. behind you and, and make some nice little... Um, pieces that we can use during the summer maybe if you do head back home you know that love we can to. share Just yes work. yes yeah, we would absolutely. love to uh linda i want to i want to thank yes thank you you Amazing. know we're always here for you sharing uh all the good that you do for people and uh whoever you are whatever your horse sport or recreation the pirelli program will educate you on how to be safe fun progressive and achieve your performance goals and don't forget it is important, extra important, that we stay safe because you do not want to take up a hospital bed that's right exactly now. <laughs> right. And the safer you are, be savvy. be savvy. That's right, Linda. I want to thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we have it up there on the screen. Free ebook, uh, Seven Secrets to Better Horse Behavior. So thank you so much for joining us. Take care and thank stay you, safe. Uh, yes. And Jake, thank you for being my eyes in the studio. Yes. Hey, always got your back. Thank <laughs> lots you for everything. And lots of love and virtual hugs until I can have a real one. <laughs> back at you. Okay, thanks. Uh, the Linda Pirelli, she's always a lot of fun. We've had her here in the studio a few times and done some segments uh, with her, and, uh, and and she's she's just a wonderful guest to have on the show. So Pirelli.com. Uh, you can go and check them out and uh, get more information about how you can do some virtual schooling while you're perhaps stuck at home. So before we finish the show, Paulette, one really crazy thing that's changed in your life due to the COVID-19 pandemic. One crazy, you know, really, it hasn't changed much except for I've gotten more scared and more aware of, you know, just people, you know, going and going to the store to get groceries is hard. I know. But, you true. know, I stay on the farm a lot, so, I, like, I don't come anywhere except for coming here. I don't really do anything. Now, the showing and stuff, of course, you know, I have clients that want to go show, 
but they're they're okay. So, um, in fact, one of them came and watched me ride their two horses from the car, and on, one came for a lesson, and we just kept distance because she has an older um, mother that cannot have get this, so because she won't survive it. Jake, but, what about you? No, I, I I'm kind of the same. <laughs> In the horse business, they have to get fed. They have to get cared for. They, I got to keep riding them. I got a full barn and then some. I, we just went and I um, had to trailer load a little yearling that um, was just has been a little bit much at home for the new owner. So we went and um, I helped her at home and she, that was going good. And she just got herself a little scared. She said, please help. And I went and picked him up this morning with uh, with my wife. and. We took him home, and he's going to spend a few weeks. So it's like we're extra busy at home doing the normal doing training the normal. and riding. And it's well, just we just got the one minute. Yeah. So I want to thank you both for being brave, coming in. Um, Jake, thank you for being Linda's eyes. That was perfect. Uh, the hardest part for me is I'm a hugger. Yeah, there the, you go. The hardest part <laughs> for me is I just want to hug people, and I have to go. Like, and I don't like it. I miss hugs. I cannot wait until this is over so I can hug some people. Uh, one quick thing uh, before we check out for this week. www.ocalacep.com C as in Charlie, E as in Edward, P as in Paul. www.ocalacep.com Click the tab that says COVID-19, top right-hand corner. Lots of resources to help you through this difficult time. Whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around until the same time next week.